Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How's it going, everybody? It's been five whole months, but Phil Talk Sports is officially back. Joining me on the first episode on the return, couldn't think of anyone else I'd rather have on here, but PR52, we're going to talk some Eagles football. The only other person I would have wanted on the return episode is, of course, Nick Rice, and he'll be on next week because we're back in full force. Uh, we are going to start off with Hank here because there's plenty of things to talk about. Haven't been on this screen since the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. That's not why I've been gone this long. As you can look behind me, uh, we're still in the house repair. I'm finally at the point in my office where I can record again, but as you can look behind me, uh, there's still plenty of work to do. So I tried to put up a couple cool things, some belts, give you guys something fun to look at, uh, but that's where it is from now, and it'll be fun because now every episode you'll just see a little more improvement until the room is back to normal. So that's going to be a fun uh, way to keep that going. But Hank is here, PR52. Thanks for doing this, man. How, how are you doing? Uh, I'm pretty good. We we all know that you just tore your house down after the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. That's why you had to fix it up again. So, yeah, that's sure, it, that it's, it's, it. it, it's 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 good to it's good to have shelter, but but we want to see our team win, and uh, you know we're all back in the swing of things. I haven't really been on that much since the draft. I take a bit of a break, much like you, uh, but it is it is good to be back, starting training camp preseason game the hall of fame game started a few days ago so it's just good to have football back it is and like you said we tend to take a break in the summer it's kind of the duller days of sports as people like to say but i tend to do something i might do a baseball episode or two since you know working baseball i'm around a lot of baseball people me and nickel usually do something for like the nba finals at least but all that was was skipped away uh like i said the last thing i did was talking about the Super Bowl. So real quick, we'll just get that out of the way. It's been five months. How has your processing been? Uh, where do you stand on everything? And what do you think going into this season? So obviously, you know, when you lose the Super Bowl, both of us, we've already experienced something like this before uh, in kind of like a different kind of more dramatic off season. So, you know, we all thought that once we lost the Super Bowl, we were going to lose everything. We were going to lose the starting corner, a starting safety, starting defensive lineman, uh, starting offensive. We were just going to, we were probably going to lose like what seemed like an eighth of our, of our team. Yeah. And we weren't going to be able to replace them. That's why we thought it was so important. And I think I remember seeing that short from you saying like it, like this is our window. Cause once the, if we lose the window's gone right. and I, I'll take I'll say it like this. I feel a lot better about losing this Super Bowl than I did the last Super Bowl. Uh pretty much just because we have Super Bowl 30 or 40 uh Super Bowl 52 to 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 hang on. I don't know why I said those other two numbers. Right. But uh we had Super Bowl 52 to hang on. It, it's it's a championship that we that the Eagles won. It's a recent championship. Sure you'd like to win two. But man, I'm going to say this right now. Those hats were ugly. 
They're just straight up ugly. I I mean, okay. I, I thought that I was going to have to – I, I, I felt a little bit better about losing it because we didn't have to wear them. Hope that the, the football gods aren't, aren't hating me for that. It's funny you say that because I only recently got – I had the flat bill version of the one that we did win because that's just the style of hats I wear. Mm-hmm. But the one you're wearing, the actual locker room official one, I recently obtained. And I think we have to admit these aren't great either. Like who had the good idea of just slapping it? Like that should be around the eagle head. I, I like I like this. That's great, but the I whole like wording slap on the side. The wording like, on the side, I'll agree, is not that great. But yeah. I, honestly, I was like, you know, I'm kind of glad. No, I'm just kidding. But I, <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't have worn that one as much as I I I wear this one. I think this mm-hmm. one is way better, despite not being not not really being the best one. Yeah. But again, it you know, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good because we went through that season. It was kind of a roller coaster at the end, you know. Seeing as though the Eagles just went right through the NFC and the playoffs, and to not win and to kind of blow the lead the way that they did to a quarterback who was hurt was hurting way worse than our quarterback was. Mm-hmm. Okay, and just I mean. I, that the whole quarterback show on Netflix, I'm not even going to watch the end of it. I'm not going to watch the last episode. I've seen parts of the Super Bowl game, which is more than I can say for Super Bowl 39 because I will never, I will never watch another second of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it sucks that the offense played as well as they did, uh, besides the turnover, and you know seeing as though like there's a lot of things that the team could have done, but there's also a few things that the team couldn't have done. And there's a lot of plays that the chiefs made in that game that nobody can stop. They, they were holding, they were holding onto those plays for the super bowl and they were able to capitalize off of it and knock the Eagles off balance. The fact that the, a lot of Eagles players were very new to the super bowl and the chiefs players were not very new to the super bowl. It was definitely a a positive for them. But I think that going into this season, it's a little bit different because there's a lot less drama on this team. Luckily, I mean, of course, barring injury, injuries can happen. You know, sure. that that's something that could absolutely derail a season, especially if you went to the Super Bowl. But luckily, and knock on wood here, I don't know if this is made of wood. But um, at least our starting quarterback is super good friends with our starting wide receiver, and there's mm-hmm. no issues there right. for now. You know, maybe for something now. might happen. But and me and you have a similar opinion going into the last year with Jalen Hurts. It's like neither of us said that he was going to be a bum and he doesn't deserve to be even a starting caliber quarterback. But me nor you predicted the season Jalen Hurts had. I think that's fair to say we it, were pleasantly surprised by it. And now I'm at the point, and some people will take this as, oh, he's going to go back to being negative. We've seen this now, and now the real legacy of Jalen Hurts will begin. Can he do it again? Maybe not as much, but we need like 85 to 90% of it again because we've seen this very recently. We saw a quarterback have a near MVP performance and then fall off the wagon to the point that he's not even on a roster anymore. Recently, that man's name is Carson Wentz. And I'm not comparing the two, but I think it's very important to have, you know, if the season Jalen Hurts just had is a 10 out of 10, 
he needs to come back with at least an eight and a half, nine out of 10 to be like, okay, that wasn't a fluke. That's who this guy is now. That I think is the most important thing for him moving forward. Not necessarily saying the Super Bowl trip again, but I agree with the, I thought our window was going to be closed last year. The window was wide open. I don't even know if the window was in the wall. I think it was just a hole in the wall this year. The window is open, but it's about halfway because a lot of guys came back that I didn't expect. I don't think it's a surprise to say, had we won that game, Kelsey retires, Fletcher Cox retires. We probably let Slay walk off into the sunset, go get big money somewhere else. Uh, so the window, they were closing the window and some of the veterans like put that wood block in there so you can't close it all the way. That's basically my equivalent of that. I've talked about windows way too much already. But that's pretty much where I'm saying we're at. We've makeshifted another decent run at this. And I think that's all you can ask for because – history will show statistics will show that when you lose that Super Bowl, the chance of bouncing back is little to none, which shows like when Kansas city lost to Tampa, how it didn't take long for them to get back in shape. Obviously they have younger guys. And I've said, I said it in the last episode right after the loss, no hate for Andy Reed. Congrats to the chiefs. Congrats to chiefs kingdom. Uh, you know, no ill will towards that. It just sucked in the moment. I'm not going to look for like my sister watches that quarterback show and she asked me if I watched it. And I said, no, I didn't really seem interested in it. Like, I don't care about Kirk Cousins. And I like Patrick Mahomes as much as I can, considering he just beat my team in the Super Bowl. But it's just not my thing. But he does seem like a likable guy and all that. Doesn't seem fake. Not like Russell Wilson style. It is His family is another thing, which we won't even touch on. But overall, you know, it's, it's what it is. After this year, there's no way a lot of those guys can come back. Then we're really looking into the new generation of this team. I'll tell you what, I know we're not talking about the show, the quarterback, mm-hmm. but I would say out of the three quarterbacks in the show, Patrick Mahomes comes out as the worst. Really? Okay. Yes. Patrick Mahomes, um, there was a game between the Chiefs and the Raiders where uh, it was like Max Crosby, who's like super yoked out. I don't even know oh, yeah. why he's in Marshall the NFL. Guy. He should be like in, he should be like a wrestler or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he, there was a play where like he kind of hit Patrick Mahomes like late-ish, and Patrick Mahomes was like, come at me, bro, come at me, bro. I was like, dude, Max Crosby is going to bite your head off and eat it. Okay, he's gonna rip your head off. Don't mess with that dude. And and, and Max Crosby's like, dude, what are you talking about? Patrick Mahomes, he just seemed like a fake tough guy. Okay. And you don't you don't hear anything out of his brother. His brother doesn't say a word. That's he's probably smart. very smart. I bet they recorded plenty with his brother, but given this, <laughs> what happened, yeah. they axed all of it. That's just my theory on that. And he comes off as being more annoying as his than Brittany Mahomes. Hmm. He really does. In my personal, I'm not much of a trash talker, but sure. um, yeah, I mean, we we, I I think that if the Eagles do win that Super Bowl, Kelsey's gone. Yeah, Lane Johnson might be gone. Like you said, Slay might be gone. Uh. I you know there were there were some some pleasant surprises like I didn't I didn't think that Bradbury was gonna stay I actually wanted Bradbury to stay over Darius Slay I I personally think that Bradbury is a better corner than Slay he kind of does a lot of things that uh, you know rates him very high but then he does he just he gives up a lot and that's that's something against him I just think that he's a little overrated I think that I think that Bradbury. I think he, Bradbury only allowed one touchdown all season. Yeah, I, I thought going in, going into the offseason, like, all right, we have three good corners, Pro Bowl caliber corners. We're going to be lucky to keep two of the three, and I assumed mm-hmm. it'd be the younger two of the 
three. We ended up with the veteran and one of the younger ones. And I feel terrible for, for CJ, you know, go, going to the Lions and having an injury that he's got. It looks like he might be out for the whole year. I don't care no, no, where he, he went. He'll, he'll be back. He'll be back. Will he? Okay. Well, so it's, 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 it just sucks for him. It's a strain. Oh, okay. And, and you know, like you always see Eagles fans on social media falling into that trap of like, you know, he, he was talking bad about the Eagles, so we need to say something about it. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, just leave it alone. Like, yeah. just leave it alone. Like, he obviously didn't want to be here. He took a deal. He took a one-year deal to be in Detroit. Let him make his bed. That's all you got. That, yeah. that That's all that really needs to happen in that situation. But I think that we will really see how good this draft was during the season. Like this whole like, like Philadelphia Bulldogs draft where we basically gutted, we, we gutted the whole defense of the of of the of of the University of Georgia. We took like five out of eleven of their starters, like five out of or maybe seven out of eleven of their um their their first national championship starters are on our team right now. And not so, to be outdone, we then traded for a former Georgia running back as well. Just just to be safe, just to be sure. Just to be safe. So, right? so that that translates pretty well into what we were talking. We're talking about roster turnover. We have, you know, we've lost a few guys. We brought in a few guys. I'll let you go first uh, if you have any ideas. Out of the people that we lost, let's start with the loss. The people that were on the team last year that are no longer. Who do you think is going to be the either the hardest to replace or just the biggest blow in general? Uh, I would say it's I'd say it's Gardner Johnson. Um, mm. a lot of people, a lot of people might say, uh, grave digger, Hargrave mm-hmm. or Hargraves. But, um, I, I think that the, that when he was gone, when, when they first let him go, it seemed like it was the worst thing. But then the fact that, you know, you add Jalen Carter in the draft, you have Milton Williams, you have, you still have Fletcher Cox that makes it feel a little bit better but when it when it comes to the safety position there's just a bunch of there's just a bunch of nobody nobodies there's just a bunch of question marks mm. i know a lot of people say that reed blankenship he's got like a high pro football folk he's got like a pro football focus ranking of like 78 or 79 or something like that and a bunch of people you, are you happy mean ed about that. reed blankenship yeah ed reed blankenship uh, <laughs> He gives um, off, and, and I mean this in the best way possible. He gives off Sean Considine energy, like just a <laughs> I, high I energy. So. Was in the right place at the right time yeah. for him. Remember when people said like this is the next Brian Dawkins on like Madden 08 with him? Like it was what? But I cut you off. Go ahead, continue. No, uh, no, you didn't. No, you're fine. Um, I don't think he's. I think he's very different than Sean Considine. Remember Sean Considine? He he kind of looked like a he looked like a stick. Like I'm not even gonna yeah. lie, he looked like a literal twig. Uh, I did not. If if people were saying that he was the next Brian Dawkins, I was not. I was not there for that conversation. It, it, it was that more is, so like Brian Dawkins is gonna mentor this guy and he's gonna be great. It was more like that. So you know, whatever. Uh, um, so again, yeah. I think our safety position just has way too many question marks mm-hmm. on it. Uh, obviously. You know, there was a five-year period where the Eagles were kind of a turnstile at the safety position. Like, you know, let's 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 get this free agent who's cheap and just and mm-hmm. use him as a stopgap. And then we got Malcolm Jenkins, and then you know we were set at the safety position. Right here, 
we're going to have to figure out who that guy is going to be. Uh, whether, whether it's Reed Blankenship, whether it's someone we signed in free agency, whether it's um, that uh, Sydney Brown guy, who again, like they, they all talk about, oh, you know, this guy's having a really good camp. Oh, he's he's moving up in the world. I don't, I don't buy any of that hype. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, I remember 2011 where people were like, oh, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Matthews. What, um, what was Matt- Casey, Casey Matthews. Matthews. Yeah, yeah. We were like, Casey Matthews. He's got bloodlines. He's amazing. He's gonna be great. He he's got a brother who's a Pro Bowler and is. A Super Bowl champion and, and his uncle was was great, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay, yeah, I agree with what you were saying about you know like when Hargrave signed with the Niners, I was like, ooh, that's a big one. But when you thought about it for a minute, it's like that may be the that's a great player, but that may be the easiest production to replace, given on how good the line already is, the Bulldogs that are coming in. Um, I think the one that doesn't get talked about enough is the linebackers because it might have been like an underrated situation but like tj edwards came along really well throughout the season kaiser white also like obviously the the headline of that is hassan reddick but he they were the perfect like you know i don't you know batman robin and whoever else hung out with batman and robin like it worked out fine at, for a linebacking core Alfred. and again there's people in line to possibly replace them but yeah. i think tj edwards might be the one for me because he just he fits so perfectly in that role. It's not like the star linebacker, but just the perfect, just under Pro Bowl level linebacker for that season. Yeah, uh, and I agree. You know, he never got he never got the recognition he probably deserved by the NFL. A lot of people might have like kind of picked over him. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, probably because of the whole undrafted free agent kind of thing and the fact that he wasn't as productive until 2021 when mm-hmm. he kind of stepped into his own uh and, and i i can definitely see where you're coming from on that linebacker the linebacker position is a position that the the philadelphia eagles have definitely not put any sort of anything into i, I can't remember the last time that maybe it was like D'Amico. he was the yeah. maybe the last or maybe maybe hicks the last even decent linebacker that mm-hmm. the Eagles had. Like, I think you, you need to go all the way back to like Jeremiah Trotter in 2004 yeah. to be like, okay, we actually had a pro bowl caliber middle linebacker. Otherwise it's just a bunch of, you know, stop gap guys. Yeah. Like, like your, your, Stuart, Chris, your Stuart Bradley types that Stuart were like, Bradley, solid. you couldn't Chris necessarily Bob. complain about him, but you knew he was already as good as he was going to get. Yeah. Yeah. 
So what do you think as far as additions? What do you think is the either draft or free agent? Uh, what's What new player do you think is, are you most excited about? Well, I mean, on paper, the Eagles had a good draft. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I you 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 look at the situation and you see um you see you know Jalen Carter on the surface he's a great player but then you're like well he also did this really bad thing aka flee the scene of a awful car wreck that that ended up killing a teammate mm-hmm. and a member of uh the the university or like a a representative from the team. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you've got character issues there. But I'm, I mean, again, I don't buy into the hype, but from what I've been hearing, it's just like that dude's just been going nuts. Mm-hmm. Like the Eagles had one of the best offensive lines in the National Football League. And he's just, he's just clearing dudes out. Like he's just, He's just taking numbers and he's he he's he's playing hard on the field. So I would say I've heard really good things from him, but you know, I the Eagles I I, I would like to see something from the running backs. Mm-hmm. Right? I've heard I mean for the last few years, the Eagles just had Miles Sanders who Miles Sanders was a good running like running back to running back just like r- run the ball. Of mm. course we saw how much he failed in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But that was rough Andre to see, Swift if 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 he can stay healthy man like he 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 can be like a receiver, he can be a running back. Like he can be like a weapon for the team. I'm I, so are I you going, I'm most excited to see him. Okay, I was gonna say, are you more swift over Penny at that point? Because for I'm a minute, everyone was, was was Penny was the shiny new toy, no pun intended. But then Swift came rather quickly right after in the draft. Nobody expected that one. So you're going you're going Swift over Penny. You think? I'm I'm personally going Swift over Penny. Um, I never liked I, – I always thought that the Seattle Seahawks were dumb for drafting Penny that high. Mm. I guess because of Danelle Pumphrey, come from the same university yeah. and did similar things. And broke a lot of the records. He broke had the, a lot of records, yeah, but yeah, he, he had, had some, smaller some rushing records in, in the nation in general. So, yeah, he had a lot of, but, he had a lot of fanfare coming now. But I know he, was, that. he was a smaller back. Penny's, Penny's a lot bigger. But, man, I just want to see a guy – I want to see a back second catch the ball out of the backfield. Mm. And we have not been seeing that very often on the Eagles because that's just something that I think the coaching staff looked at Miles Sanders and was like, mm, he's not going to be able to do that. Yeah. And we we saw that. I think that was one of the things on his scouting report where people were like, he's really bad catching the ball out of the backfield or catching the ball, period. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was just, that was just a correct – uh, analysis of of his abilities and it, it was just rough with with sanders because that's a guy i liked he played at penn state he was right behind barkley that's why he wears 26 now because him and barkley are still tight or whatever but after that super bowl man like the fact that there was even discussions about bringing him back i'm like you just you can't like that's the most ineffective a starting running back i think has ever been in a super I don't yeah. I don't have the stats to back that up, but that's how I feel in my and soul. And it's kind of amazing that the Eagles only lost by three and scored 35 points. 
Right, exactly. Without a, without a successful running back. I yeah. Mean, Gainwell was better. Gainwell did better. Yes, definitely. It almost seemed like Miles Sanders, like he wasn't he wasn't running hard enough in that game because he would just get stopped for losses. It's almost like he it's almost like he was um it's almost like he was like a little kid running into a bunch of sumo wrestlers and they just mm-hmm. like he like bounced right off of them. It, yeah, I hate to say it, like the lights almost seem too bright for him in the moment, which is asinine to think because again playing at penn state you play in front of a hundred thousand people no exaggeration that's how many people are in happy valley you've played in the major bowl games you've played in this that and the other i i don't get why that happened but he just seemed deer in the headlights from the first carry that was a fumble that went out of bounds maybe so, maybe in a few oh. years we're gonna see something from him like a like a tell-all kind of thing this is what happened yeah. mm-hmm. um because he was not playing like himself Absolutely. Like Miles Sanders had over a thousand yards last season rushing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so you, you cover the running backs pretty well for additions. I was going to juggle kind of both of them, figure out who I, I think is better. Um, I don't really care who starts. That's not really going to be important to me because they're both going to get significant touches. Um, so the other one I'm going to throw in there, because this was a very like low risk, high reward signing is if Greedy Williams becomes anything that he was supposed to become, that's going to look like a genius pick or pick up and if he doesn't it's just like all right well that was worth a shot because we have other corners on the roster so that's someone i'm interested to to see for sure i i want to see him do well but i've heard that again this is what i've heard mm. i've heard that he's not been doing very well at all uh, it's um, but 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 again let's see what happens during preseason because yeah. preseason like a guy can have a horrific camp and just do really well during preseason that that's probably not going to happen if like mm. usually if they do really well in camp and they do bad in preseason it's usually not the other way around mm. but we'll see a lot from him because the eagles don't like to play their starters for very long like there are teams right. who they'll be playing their starters during the second preseason game mm. the eagles from what i've seen they like to play their starters for one drive. I think in the last two preseason games, Jalen Hurts has only played one drive in each game. Mm-hmm. And that's been it. Now, of course, he was going to play in that Patriots game, and I think he got bubble guts like two years ago, and they, they mm-hmm. just pulled him out. And right. then Joe Flacco was the quarterback, and the team looked horrible. <laughs> yeah, And that's that was- putting it lightly. They looked horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but no, that's a good point. I think if nothing else, he'll get a lot of opportunities in the preseason to sink or swim. So yeah. that's, you know, that's worth it or whatever. So that was the normal part of the off season. You know, we have this every year, you have signings, you have people that leave and you draft people, but what doesn't happen every off season is the return of an iconic uniform that we haven't seen in 20 years. And, and you of all people have been, if anyone's more hyped for this that I know than me, it's definitely you. It's the return of the Kelly green jerseys. We're going to see him twice this year. Um, I've followed the whole thing. I was not someone that was attempting to buy one on the cuff. Cause the only Eagles game I'm making it to this year is in Tampa. So they're obviously not going to wear them on the road. If I was worried about having one to go to a Kelly green game, that'd be different. So I'm, I still don't know which jersey I'm wearing to that. Uh, but it, it, I didn't have to go for it right away. You were ag- actually able to snag one at the release uh, we, we were talking through that whole process. Uh, first of all, what does this mean to see this return? Because it's been 
right around 19, 20 years at this point, right? When was the last year? 93, it's, four? It's almost, it's almost, it's the last year was 95. Okay. So it's, it's almost been, it's been 28 years. I think it has been. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, there isn't, I, I guess there isn't like a real reason. Like we look, we, we saw that Iraq post where he was like, oh, it was because Jeffrey Lurie wanted to pave his own way. But we always heard that it was it was Christina Lurie that didn't like it. It Which, could have been both, though. It, it could have been, been the, the reason to like, I don't really like these. It's like, well, we own the damn team. Let's, right. let's look into right. other options. You we know? own the damn team, so we're yeah. going to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this. If you were going to modernize a team, then it was smart to change the logo. Because the Kelly Green jerseys, they're not modern, mm-hmm. okay? No matter what anybody says, the Jets even changed – the Jets are the team that had, like, their original, like, New York Jets uh, jerseys with the, the green and the white, and then they changed it to Kelly Green, mm-hmm. and then they changed it back. And then they changed it back. To with, Kelly for the second anybody, time, yeah. I don't think anybody was, like – Nobody was like, do you want to change them back to Kelly Green? Because, dude, you won the greatest game you've won in your franchise's history, Super Bowl three. Everybody remembers you wearing those, like, forest, dark forest green and whites, mm-hmm. right? So it really – I don't know why you changed – I don't know why there was a change. Yeah, they should, they should have done what we're doing, like – retro games where the kelly i do yeah. like the whole jet logo on the helmet yeah um, they should have done what we what we're doing right now there was no reason but, to go back to it but i have a theory that i've always said that um that kelly green is going to be back because if you look at all of the um all like the graphics that the philadelphia eagles come out with mm-hmm. they've had like there's been kelly green in Mixed with in, the yeah. midnight green ever so I've since always they thought started the uh, autism awareness foundation mm-hmm. that they link with the official color for that has almost become the Kelly green. Yeah. So they mix it back into everything. So I was always thinking like they might get rid of a color and put Kelly green in like, kind of yeah. like what kind of like what Tampa does. Yeah. Like orange, the creamsicle does not go with that red color, but it's always, it's always been like a third color in there. The numbers mm-hmm. are outlined in creamsicle. Yeah. So I've always or pewter, been, the brown color too. Yeah, they have, or, or yeah. pewter. But mm. I've always said they might get rid of like a black or a silver, and they'll yep. put in Kelly Green. That's that's what I've always been thinking in my mind. I don't know if there's ever a way you can get rid of this logo. Yeah. Because at this point, it's so iconic. Right. But with the Kelly Green uniforms and, and going, obviously these are the uniforms, the Eagles won from war from like 1987 all the way to 1995 before they changed uh, the low. They, they've gone through like many different low, like designs from 1996 to now. Like it, it, we haven't worn the same uniform. We haven't had the same mm-hmm. like name plate on the chest, Yeah, but I and the, that, the shade of green has changed a lot. Like if you like over Nike had a lot to do with that. We've talked about that before privately, but like hmm. it, it's, it's evolved. It hasn't, it was never a, a we're going to change this. And as you mentioned, I don't think we should ever get rid of the logo on your hat. I hmm. love this. A, a hmm. lot of people romanticize 
the Kelly Greens. But it's important to remember that that whole era was like not a lot of winning happened. Ever. Yeah, it's horrid. So like as we romanticized it now, I get Jeffrey Lurie wanting to change it when he bought the team to change the era and everything. I love the uniforms we have now. I still think we have the best helmet in the league. No one else quite does what we do. Every other bird logo team, like we just had your hat logo on the mm. side of the helmet. It would look dumb. It looked like the Cardinals. Uh, so the fact that we do the bird wings, I think, is better. Angry um, birds. Yeah, it would be an angry bird looking logo. So I'm glad we do exactly what we do. I don't want it to go away, but I love the the idea of Kelly Greens for a year, uh, a game or two every year moving forward. I love a throwback Thursday night football game or something. Like I'm glad they're back in the rotation, but the people that are a little more, you know, brought up in and like, oh, I want to go back to this permanently. I never want that to happen, but I'm glad they're back in the fold. How was it getting, trying to get one at launch though? So, so that was kind of nuts. I was checking my phone about five minutes ago because I was like, because it's supposed to be delivered today by seven or seven p.m. Mm. Central Time, and I didn't expect that because. So I was like, it was one of those things where I, uh, my wife had a doctor's appointment uh, in the morning, so her appointment she had to leave at around seven forty-five, and I was like, I'm gonna get a jersey. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I want the limited one uh, because I, I, I. I feel like paying fifty extra dollars is necessary for it to look more like the on-field jersey. I know that the nameplate is now screen printed in the back; it's not sewn on like it used to be. Right. Um, and the numbers—they're not sewn on. They're not like tackle twilled sewn on, but it's a different like screen printed material apparently. So I'm excited to see it, and it'll be different than the one that it'll be different than the style than they, that they used to have. For like from 2017 to 2022, because mm-hmm. uh, I think it's the new type is called like the the vapor fuse, which yeah. Oregon used to. Or if you want to know what kind of first. jersey, if you want to know what kind of jersey the NFL is going to wear in like three or four years, just look at whatever Oregon is wearing, yes. and that's exactly what everyone else is going to start wearing afterwards. But you know, I always wake up at 6:30 because my son wakes up at 6:30, like on the dot. It's, there's He's always just going to wake up at that point in time. Mm. She went to the appointment at 745 and I was like, all right, 15 minutes. Hopefully they drop this Jersey. I was like, man, I want me a Fletcher Cox vapor fuse. I was hoping that they were going to bring that out. If they didn't, I was like, all right, if it's a Brandon Graham, I know I booed you on draft day Mm. back in 2010, but 10 over 10 years is long enough. I haven't, I never dissed Brandon Graham after that. It was just I want I wanted Earl Thomas. I think most Eagles fans wanted yeah. Earl Thomas. We wanted a safety. A safety was the worst position on the team. Defensive line, we had great defensive linemen. De- but defensive backs, we did not have good safeties. Um so I so when they dropped, I was like, "Dang, there's there's no defensive player that I want because I think the only defensive player that they dropped in the Vapor Fuse was Darius Slay. And I'm not getting a Darius Slay jersey. Nothing against Darius Slay. He's just he's just not my favorite player. Sure. Um, and then Kelsey, I've had a lot of bad things to say about Kelsey uh, like five or six years ago before we won the Super Bowl, so I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get a Hurts because, again, boot him on draft day, not mm-hmm. because of him but because of the Eagles. Um, and I was thinking maybe, maybe a Brown, 
AJ Brown, maybe a Devonte Smith, but I was like, nah, I'll get myself a Dallas Goddard. I felt like that was the best option. But when you get when when I got to the website right at like nine p.m. or nine a.m. Eastern, which is eight a.m. Central, once they dropped, it was like, with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Like, the page doesn't work. Yeah, 404 page. Not it crashed. <laughs> I was like, dude. I was at work not even trying to buy one, but I wanted to see how this was going to go. And yeah, the second I, I refreshed the page, the shop page went from normal colors to Kelly Greens are in. Click the ad. Boom. Nothing. Yeah. And I... I, I knew that was going to happen uh, because it's like whenever whenever something is done, like Eagles fans are kind of like Bills fans in that in that way. Like we're not the biggest fan bases in the National Football League, uh, but when when we do something, we go to the extreme to do right. it. Real quick about the Bills because we were talking about teams changing their uniforms. The Bills may be the only one that going back to a former look was the right choice. Because, like, the J.P. Lossman era Bills jerseys were one of the ugliest ever. So I think they I think they made the right call on that, just I since you brought up the Bills. I think it's them. And did you see the Minnesota Vikings throwbacks yeah. that they brought back? Yeah, they look good. They need to be their jersey. Yeah. Like, whatever sure. the Vikings are doing right now, that's not working for them. When they were like, "Oh, we're bringing back our throwback jerseys," I was like, "Bro, you wore those jerseys in in 2005. That's that's throwback." Mm-hmm. Like I was like 15 years, 16 years old then. That's we're gonna call that throwback. Yeah. Um, I think them uh, and the Rams. Well, yeah, Rams. Well, 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 excuse me. The Rams jerseys don't look as good, but uh, like the jerseys that it looked like they were gonna go with. Mm. when they went to the Super Bowl against uh, the Patriots. But yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. And I, I I think that in in, in this situation, I, I was just like, I, I thought I considered myself lucky because that day Fanatics was like, oh, by the way, we need to refund a bunch of people because uh, they bought a jersey that we, we didn't have enough. We didn't have enough jerseys. We didn't have enough. Uh, we didn't have enough product to give to mm-hmm. people. And I was like, dang. The only <laughs> other time I heard something like that happening, like it's getting a little easier now, but when like PS5s were impossible to get, there was a handful of people that even if they got the order in, they got an email like a day later that their thing got canceled. That's like the only other time I've ever heard that happening. And and there were people who they weren't expected to get theirs until like September or October. 
Mm. And I I got mine like 15 minutes after it dropped because I was still because I was still managing my son because he was just bouncing off the walls and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I was still trying to figure out which one I wanted. Right. Um, but I think that the people who got it, they were definitely considered they were like lucky that they were able to get it automatically. Mm -hmm. And at those pro shops, Eagles fans were gonna try to scalp those like buy like 20 jerseys. And just scalp them to people. Which, if you like, do, hey, by the you know, way, if you hey, are those people, you're a scumbag. I don't care if it's <laughs> Eagles fans. I've had, I've seen it at UCF yard sales. I've seen it at anything ever. If you do that, you're a scumbag. Because a lot of these people too, they'll buy them and they're only putting them for like fifty to a hundred dollars more than the retail. So mm -hmm. it's like, is it worth being a scumbag to make a hundred bucks on a yeah. jersey? Like, I don't think but, it is. But I, but I think some of these people were like, just give me the money beforehand because I think they kind of knew what the prices were. And, you yeah. know, the hope for those people is, you know, you do it honorably and you're not charging people. I think they were That's asking. That's a little different to me. I think if they you're were like, asking you're for in the line money. And I'm like, hey, here's your money because we're friends. Like that's different. But to do it with strangers and that gets a little shiny. I, but that didn't end up working anyway because you were only you were only allowed to buy three jerseys. Yep. So they only limited mm -hmm. you. Which was smart. That was, that was a great yeah. idea by them. Yeah. Definitely. So uh, you got the Goddard one. Uh, supposed to come today. If we would have been really lucky, yeah. we could have done an unveiling right here on the podcast. <laughs> right. Um, but I'm sure you will do something like that for your channel. Uh, but in the meantime, I do have – while I didn't buy one recently, I do have from about 10 years ago – I do have Kelly Green because I have the Randall Cunningham uh, Mitchell and Ness jersey. It's a medium. It doesn't quite fit like it used to because I got it like 12 years ago. Um, but I do still have it, so I do have some Kelly Green um, in there. Actually, understand those jerseys always run big. So you used to be um, like if I had a large in that now it'd be I can wear it. It's just tight. Like no, I, I would no, prefer I, a large. I understand you know? that, but like I have like right now I wear a large. Yeah, like this same. shirt is a large, mm -hmm. but like. If I was to put on a large, like, jersey, like a large limited jersey, mm -hmm. it's going to be, like, bit, like the sleeves are probably going to come down to here. Like, mm -hmm. I have an extra – okay, so the first jersey I ever owned was a McNabb jersey. My grandparents bought it for me in uh, 2002. They, brought, they bought me an extra large jersey, extra <laughs> large. The sleeve – Came down to here. <laughs> the sleeve came down to oh, here. Yeah. Well, you got to think that was Reebok back then too. Things are Nike jerseys look like like comparing Reebok to Nike. A Reebok jersey looks like somebody let the air out of a Nike jersey. Like they're <laughs> meant to be looser. I prefer them personally, especially like if you're gonna go to a game that's like hot. Like I went when I went a couple years ago to Tampa. I wore a Nike custom one that i got with my name and number on it mm -hmm. and my cousin was smart enough to wear an older reebok one with the holes in it and i'm sweating mm -hmm. like a whore in church and he's fine over there because that's but, just the way they're made yeah, I, I much prefer reebok to nike even now i i agree i i don't like how on in the authentic jerseys the like sleeve is like rolled like i like i've been oh, yeah, old yeah. authentic one the sleeves are like rolled all the way up to here i'm like mm -hmm. bro i'm not wearing that i have um UCF jersey like that were worn in games and they have that because they're meant to be pad, I don't know if it's pad cut or there's a term for it but yeah if you if you get one 
that wasn't game worn like that, then yeah, there's no real point. In that. I don't mind yoke sleeves though. The ones that just stay a little tight around your, you know, but there's still a decent, like I have one or two like that. Um, I got a Dante Culpepper Jersey, not game worn or anything, but I liked, I think I have a, what do I have? I have a Brian Dawkins, not a uh, Mitch Ness black mm-hmm. one. That's got the yoke sleeves. That's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, so, it, so I'm, I'm definitely interested to get, I'm glad they did it. It was definitely the highlight of the off season. Uh, before we jump off this topic, they, they announced the games that we we're going to wear them. There was rumors it was going to be three games. Ended up, ended up being two, which made a lot more sense. Uh, so it's the Dolphins and the Bills. I think the Bills game is going to look very aesthetically pleasing. because It's going to look like a game from like 1992 because they were the retros normally anyway. Um, but the Dolphins one confused me. I was very surprised it wasn't at least one NFC East team. Like Giants or... or um, Commanders, you know, would be whatever, but they won't have the look they used to. I was surprised we did not get a Giants or Cowboys game in there thrown in. The Bills one, I think, is a cool one, though. Yeah, the Bills one is cool. Uh, I think it really harkens back to the fact that when we used to wear the when we used to wear the began wearing the black jerseys, the Eagles would exclusively wear them against AFC opponents. Hmm. But I think one of the reasons why they stopped was because the Eagles weren't beating those AFC opponents. And then there was like a long stretch in which they wore black and they almost always won unless they played Dallas. Yep, like I remember almost that. every time they wore them from like 2013 to now, they've worn them and every almost every single time they win unless they play Dallas. Yep. So – that is my thought process there. Um, also, th- you know, maybe there's a possibility that, you know, the Bills wear their throwback helmets, you know, yeah. with, the, with, the, with like the, the old style uh, Buffalo that doesn't have like the laser coming out of its eye. They do have um, the retro red helmet now, too. They could always throw on those for a game yeah. or whatever. And my um, yeah, I'm excited Miami to see it. In general, the more retro, like you mentioned the Vikings, the um, – who else is – Seahawks are rocking retros this year. Um, I, I It's it's free money. Like people are going to enjoy that era. And obviously the Kelly Green aesthetically is, is beautiful. I actually hate the – what I'll call the Ron Jaworski era jerseys. Like they look With too the much Liberty like – the Liberty Bell on the sleeve. With the Liberty – which that, that I don't hate. Like if they had that <laughs> now, like whatever – um, but yeah, they look too much like the Jets. Like it's just the rings around the sleeves, nothing about it. Other, they had to put the Liberty Bell on it for you to know the difference. I feel um, so. Like there was a small like murmur that they were gonna attempt that version, which I'm glad that never happened. Um, but yeah, the retro thing—it's easy money. I'm glad they're finally leaning into it. Uh, more teams will get it, and then you got teams that don't get it, like the Colts, because their <laughs> new uniform, their uh, alternate uniform, looks horrendous. Yeah, it that one looks. I think you said something like it looks like the team uh, in the movie that the 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 main team is playing against or something like that. Or yeah, the, the it'll be like the last team. scene in the movie when they face the the bad guy team. <laughs> yeah. It'll look like that for sure. Uh, um, what, as far what, as normal jerseys yeah. go, the Cardinals have the worst uniforms in the league now. There's nothing cool about them. Just says Arizona and Times New Roman font on the chest, and it's awful. I realize they used to wear that in like the Emmett Smith era. Yeah, um, but it didn't look good then, and but, it doesn't look but good now. They, but it was a different. But honestly, the jersey looked different. It was more, it was more plain. Yeah. Um, with like the the Arizona flag on the sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
before we finished this topic, it was, it was actually kind of funny because I had to educate Kelly, uh, my wife on the fact that, cause she only thought that the Eagles wore one Kelly green Jersey mm. from like the beginning of their time all the way till, uh, uh 1995. And I had to be like, no, they were like four or five different iterations of it. And there was like a website that was like, rank all the rank all the jerseys, all the, the throwback jerseys that are coming back this year. And they were like, Eagles are at four. And the reason why the Eagles are at four is because now they have um, now they have like a black lining or new uh, from the jerseys they wore, they had like a black lining around the numbers. And I had to be like, no, they, in the jerseys that they wore from 1986 all the way to 1995, they had those black lining. Like if you show the Jersey again, it has black lining around the numbers. That is not a new thing. That is, that is the Jersey that they wore in that era. And she was like, well, in this picture, in this picture, I know I'm, I'm pointing at you right now, but in this picture yeah. from th- the throwbacks they wore back in 2010, they didn't have that. And I was like, well, that's because in, in 2010, they were commemorating the, what, the 60th 60. anniversary? Yeah. Or was it the, no, it was the 50th anniversary. Yeah, it was the 1960 team. Yeah, from the 1960, and our, our last NFL championship game back then. It was our yeah. last, yeah. And she was like, oh, I didn't know that. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is – they didn't have the 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 jerseys that Randall Cunningham and Reggie White and Clyde Simmons and Eric Allen and um, and and Keith Jackson and uh, Jim McMahon, right? Yeah. Jim McMahon yeah, was yeah. on the team, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, Fred Barnett, mm-hmm. right? They, they did not wear jerseys with silver numbers. Right. The only yeah. silver was on the helmet, mm-hmm. and the pants. The they wore silver pants at times. Yeah, well, yeah, they wore silver pants, but not on the not on the actual jersey. But mm-hmm. I had to be like, "This is the picture of Randall Cunningham wearing a Kelly Green jersey." Do you see black uh, yeah. borders around the numbers? Yes, I, you I have one good. of those too. I have a kids extra large that I I I didn't even think it fit me when I bought it. I just it was cool and I bought it. And I think I wanted to hang it up somewhere. It's in my garage now somewhere. Uh, closing uniform comments for me, too, that uh, the Bucks finally bringing back the creamsicle. I think that's smart also. I think a lot of people are upset that they didn't do it a year early, so Brady could have worn one. You know, I think a lot of people a lot of people wish that would have happened. And then with uh, the Titans wearing Houston, uh, Oilers stuff is gross. I understand why they're allowed to, but it's gross in my opinion. It should not be a thing. Some Someone I know said something like, why are the Titans wearing Oilers jerseys? There aren't any oil refineries in Tennessee. And I was like, actually, there are. There are quite a few oil refineries. And I had to like explain, like, at this point, right? What was it? The 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 Tennessee Titans own the rights to the yeah. Houston Oilers. The New York Jets own the rights to the uh the New York, New York Titans. Yeah. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs own the rights to the the, um, the Dallas Texans. Yep. So it's like all these teams have like something from another team that they had to relinquish. Mm-hmm. I thought it was real awkward, by the way, when um, DeAndre Hopkins, when he played for the Texans, was wearing an Oilers jersey. 
I was like, that was kind of awkward because yeah, yeah, definitely. That's not what your team was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we recorded this, or before we started recording this, and um, I think it's still going on right now. The Hall of Fame ceremony for 2023 is currently taking place. Uh, we have nine new entries into it. Um, anyone stand out to you? Who is your most? Who's your favorite player in this class? Most deserving? Anything like that? What's your highlights for this year? Or I can go first. Well, I would ju- I would pretty much just have to go with the guys that I actually watched while they were yeah. playing, and is that's pretty much uh, Joe Tom uh, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, and what Darrell Rivas, and Ronde Barber, and Ronde Barber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go with Ronde Barber. You know, I'm, I, I'm still getting over uh, the clo- how he closed our stadium, a veteran stadium out, but mm-hmm. veteran stadium was kind of like a crap hole. Um, well, so so like I live in Florida, obviously. I don't. I, I've never hated the Bucks. I understand Rondé Barber's greatness more than maybe other people will. I do hate that every time he comes up, they have to show that play. Of course, um, I've told this story before. Growing up, like I would watch the Eagles and the Bucks. Didn't really know which team I liked more. So that game happened. The Bucks win, and I wasn't happy. And that was the moment I realized I must like the Eagles more than the Bucks. <laughs> so if anything, he he really helped me out. You know, moving forward. So I give him that for sure. Joe Thomas, of course, another one um, that's just deserving of it. Joe Thomas never – he only had like one winning season. It was like the season – And never made the playoffs. His rookie year, they went 10-6 and and then never – No, no, didn't didn't he – didn't he – wasn't he playing for them in – no, he couldn't have been playing for them in 20 – no, so he never had a winning season. Or he had one winning season his first season. I I was watching it earlier. He was – yeah, yeah, they went ten and six and missed the playoffs in his rookie year. I remember what I watched the Hall of Fame game, and he was standing there with his son, and they were like talking, and his son was just giving like, "Dad, stop talking. I, <laughs> I want to watch the game. Like, I I don't want you to." He's like standing there with his arms on his son, and his son was just kind of like, I'm "I don't want to be in front of this camera. I don't want to be in front of this camera right yeah. now." Uh, it's always funny with, especially with someone like Joe Thomas. Like when when you see offensive linemen like years later and they look like normal humans again, you know, they, they lose like a hundred pounds cause they're not eating, you know, 10,000 calories a day. I think Jeff Saturday is the Holy grail of this phenomenon, it, but, but Joe Thomas very much it's as well. Something like if you're a big player, you lose a lot of weight, but if you're a small player, you gain a lot of weight. Definitely. That's, and that's, that's the whole, said. that's the whole thing right there. I would say that the one that irks me the most, man, I always said that Darrell Rivas was a really good player, but he rubbed me the wrong way this offseason when he had had many choice words for Asante Samuel in saying that uh, there's no way Asante Samuel will ever be in the Hall of Fame. He should absolutely be in the Hall of Fame. I will I will go to my to my grave like, saying that. Like there are there like there were seasons where Asante Samuel had more than eight interceptions in a season. Yeah, multiple. You know times. how difficult it is to have more than eight interceptions in a season, and 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 have done that like four or five times. That's and, ridiculous. And he has all the interception records for the playoffs. Yeah, like most overall, most pick sixes, most this, that, and the other. Um, it was wild to me to learn in in that discourse that like Patriots fans blame him for the Giants Super Bowl because you know scoring fourteen points isn't a good enough reason to. Not I know, win right? Uh, but yeah, that's just you know how that goes. Well, yeah, but, they, uh, they blame him because the ball went through his, let me tell you something. If Asante Samuel catches that ball, he lands out of bounds, dude. <laughs> There's no way he's catching that ball. His yeah. feet don't land in bounds. That's what people don't get. 
There was no way he was intercepting that ball cleanly. And something that won't go on his Hall of Fame resume is he is, as far as I know, the first player to ever truly, we'll hear it a decade from now from Brady, but the first guy to truly call Bill Belichick on his bullshit. Because he was like, you know, best corner in the game, eight interceptions, and they didn't want to pay him. And he said, screw it, I'll go to Philly. And And then he came to Philly and he had like one of the best four-year stretches. Yeah. In in NFL history, what he he was a Pro Bowler three out of those four years. Mm-hmm. One year he had like nine inter, eight nine or eight, eight or nine interceptions, multiple pick six games, yep. including in the playoffs. I um, do actually own. I might. It's right over there. I'll try and grab it. I'll let you talk. I'll go grab it. But yeah. I have a game worn Asante Samuel jersey that he has a when we played Monday Night Football against the Browns. I forget the year. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, 2008. Okay, so he picked six Brandon Whedon in yeah. this jersey. So I'm, I'm going to let you talk. No, no, I'm going to grab it right over here. It, it, it wasn't Brandon Whedon. It was um, it was someone else because Brandon Whedon wasn't – Brandon Whedon wasn't in the NFL yet. It was um, – it was um, – it was – it was um, Derek – it was Derek Anderson. Okay, maybe that was it. But here's it was, the jersey. It was, it was Derek Anderson. Game worn of uh, and you can always know if they're game worn because of um where is the it? NFL isn't there an equipment yeah thing in, in, the in the collar is gonna have how they like their cut and it could change year to year maybe guys like it you know more and more or less or whatever but uh, if you see it in here so every jersey gets made uh, at the beginning of the year they make two of each color in case something happens so you'll mm-hmm. have a game worn and a game issued this is one or the other but it at one point was in his locker so mm-hmm. you know. If it's the one he actually wore, he got a pick six in it. If not, it was his at one point. So pretty cool. I I too have an Asante Samuel, but it's a it's a replica jersey. So I, I I got one of those recently too because I like him extra because he also went to UCF. So you know that's my guy. That's right true. There. That's yeah. true. Which, Florida uh, Florida cornerbacks love to play uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles in the mid to in the mid two thousands. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean. I thought that those comments were completely off base. I think that that people don't give Asante Samuel enough credit for what he did. He was not the same kind of cornerback as Darrell Revis was. Revis no, was say- a shutdown, yeah. was a shutdown, be on be on your be on your back type of cornerback who didn't who who people didn't really throw to him a lot. Right. Which I get. He was really good. Yeah. If you but want to Asante say Darrell Samuel, Revis is the best corner of his era, uh-huh. fine. I'm not going to argue. But no, Asante's two. Asante's two. I don't know who Asante I, Samuel. Asante Samuel, on the other hand, would sit back in a zone and take chances. Yeah, and they pay but, off a lot. They pay off a lot. Like like you said, in a game, there was a high percentage of a chance that he was going to get an interception. Mm-hmm. Like there was probably like I would say there was like a like for that four year stretch chance. If, if fantasy football back then, I know this is kind of a thing now, if you could draft a single defensive player, he would have been like a top three defensive pick all those years. Yeah. You know, you might pick like a J.J. Watt or something over yeah. him just for fantasy perspective. But, yeah, that's – I will always defend – you know, I have my reasons. He played for the Eagles. He went to UCF. I get all that. Um, he he kind of wanted his son to go to UCF. He wanted to go to Florida State. He didn't stop him from doing that because in that time frame, he's like, if I was – had the offer of Florida State back then, I probably would have gone. So I'm not going to stop you from going. And that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, but I will always defend that guy. And, and and he was like really the last great 
Eagles cornerback. Yeah, absolutely. Like from 2011 or 2012 all the way till Darius Slay's second season, we had a, nobodies. Jalen Mills, Kerry Williams, Bradley Fletcher. Rasul Douglas, who weirdly had great moments, but overall yeah, was weirdly not weirdly had great moments, but yeah. didn't play the right position. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so before we get out of here, we have, we're going to jump from NFL talk to uh, college football talk. Uh, I don't know if you ever like started a job and you're like, oh, you're the new guy. But then somebody starts like a week or two later and you're like, cool, I don't have to be the new guy anymore. That didn't last very long. Uh, I say that to say, uh, welcome to the Big 12, your Arizona Wildcats, along with some other schools. Um, we were the new guys in the Big 12 for July, let's say, so July 1st, we, we the went new guys last for a month, last roughly year. a month. Well, you guys are the new guys now. Yeah. Now. But now you guys are the even newer guys, and we haven't yeah. even played a game. We're like, we're like the trainees. Yes, for sure. Yeah, we have to train you even though we haven't started yet. Um, so when I first put this graphic together, it was going to say Arizona to the Big 12 question mark because we didn't know for sure. And then things really took off in the past like 48 hours there was rumors that like Arizona State was like trying to hold uh, hold back and like if you guys go, you got to pay us money for some dumb reason. And I respected the fact that you guys were willing to do what was best for you. Like we had a similar thing where oh, you UCF can't go if USF doesn't because that rivalry will go away. And it's like well, they blocked us from going to conferences 15 years prior, so deuces, and we went uh, yeah. as we should have, and and. The Big Five is quick. Power Five is quickly turning into the Power Three, and uh, I'm glad both of our schools are on the right side of it. How has this 48 hours been for you as a alumni and fan of Arizona? I mean, it's been it's been kind of crazy because like the media puts out something, and then someone else is like putting out the opposite, and they backtrack. At first, they were like, "Oh, you know." All the school, all the schools are gonna stay except Colorado, which is gonna go. Mm. And Oregon was like, Oregon's head coach for football was like, "When has Colorado ever won anything? Uh, we're gonna stay united here in the Pac-12 mm -hmm. or Pac-11, I guess it was." And now it's the Pac-2 as of now. This it's the Pac. Now it's the Pac-4. Who's the and other two? Oregon State, Washington State. Cal and Stanford. That's right. No that's one right. else. The other guys don't want them for whatever mm. reason. They don't want yeah. them. I feel bad for Washington state and what and, and, and Oregon state because you know, they're losing their biggest rival and the big 10 doesn't really want them. So that's, I, I feel bad in that sense, but I don't in the, in the sense of like, you never truly brought value to your conference aside from a rivalry game that it was more about the other school. And if it's if this is how you're realizing that your school didn't have a lot of value, it's like when a coach get when your team loses a coach, and you go and look at you know you, the big names always go out, oh Urban Meyer or somebody yada yada, and you look at the names that they're actually looking at, that's the harsh reality of that's the value of your job right now. It's oh, not yeah. necessarily the so really these guys these four schools that are you know sitting in musical chairs without a chair. It's showing how valuable they truly are as a brand. I'm surprised Stanford and Cal didn't get, you know, some sort of tug, and they still might. This whole thing might merge into the Mountain West and I, become the new Pac-12 or yeah. whatever. I don't know, but it, it's it's a real self awareness test for some of these schools. Well, I, I do feel bad for Oregon State because Oregon State was on the up. 
Yeah. Like Oregon State had been performing really well. They beat Oregon last year. So they were doing they were doing better. They were they were getting better. Cal is broke, flat broke. They don't Which have any wild to think about. It's wild. That should be with Stanford, should be some of the yeah. profitable, most profitable universities Stanford, ever. Stanford, Stanford is going to be and probably going to be independent. For at least a little they've while. They've got a lot of money. So yeah. they they don't need to worry about that. Um I can see a, a Mountain West slash Pac-4 fusion or a Pac-3 fusion. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I was ready to just to just toss everything negative at ASU. It, the, the, the commissioner of the Pac-12 was an absolute, uh, just an absolute moron, just to put it as nicely as I possibly can. Just not a smart individual. Made fun of the Big Twelve for like taking uh, a like a deal that that the Pac twelve uh, commissioner thought that wasn't good. So he made fun of them, and, and then he got nothing close. And to then it. he got nothing close to it. They had, you have the Pac twelve network that nobody has, that nobody watches. Um, I, I, I there wasn't a single Arizona game on ESPN last year. They had yeah. one game on CBS. The rest were on the Pac-12 network. And then two of the games were on Fox or some FS1, FS2 situation. Mm-hmm. So there's just, there's just nothing there. And if you're smart, you follow that money to a place where or, – or you go to a place where you can actually be seen by a national audience. Now, Arizona doesn't really excel as much at football as they excel at basketball – so now they're actually going to be in a conference where they're going to have to play Kansas and they're going to have to play Texas Tech. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to have to play the or TCU, these schools that do excel really well at basketball. Yeah. So that's going to be good for them. But I think that the toughest thing is probably going to be um, the travel. The travel is probably yeah. going to be the worst part because our teams, we're going to play each other for basketball. Right, we might we might not play each other for football every year. I don't know how the Big yeah. Twelve. It'll, going it'll be some rotation, yeah. There's every some sort other of year, rotation. every three years, something. Yeah. It's very unlikely that we're going to be in the same like division or subsection. Mm-hmm. Arizona is probably going to be in the same subsection as ASU and Utah and Colorado or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the ours will largely be UCF, Cincinnati, West Virginia, Iowa State will be. Definitely together because that's the most eastern version of these, yeah, of the school. So that'll be. I don't know who else will be throwing it. Maybe the Texas schools or something. Maybe Some maybe yeah. the Texas schools, but it's. I think the toughest part is going to be the fly time. I think the best part is the fact that Arizona is actually going to be taken seriously mm. because you always have you always see these conversations with people who are like, oh well, it's the Pac-12. They're like the little league. Um, they, you know, they, the only thing they win at is like swimming and like mm-hmm. fencing and archery or something like that. Right. So it's going to be good to actually like be in a conference where they're actually taking it seriously. Sure. Arizona is probably not going to win that much, mm-hmm. even, even at the very beginning, but you know, at least, at least, you know, we're going to get the spotlight from some of these like tier two like Texas players yeah. who are like, I want to play in the big 12, but I didn't, 
I didn't make it to, um, I didn't make it to like a Texas, Texas or Tech, Oklahoma, or, or Texas yeah. Tech. I mm-hmm. didn't make it into one of those schools, so I want to play for Arizona. Right. Um, I was ready to rip ASU's head off. Their um, their president was like, "Oh, Apple TV sounds like a great idea." I think I think he would have been fine with uh, you know watching watching of the Pac-12 play on people's smart uh, refrigerators or yeah. like at the gas station. Like, I think he would have been fine with that. And then somebody just smacked him across the face and said, "Look, you you need to do the right thing." And the mm. right thing is leaving. And really what was stopping Arizona was Arizona state because mm. they were, they didn't want, they, they were fine with leaving ASU behind, but the Arizona board of regencies was like, we want these two schools to do the same thing. Right. So it was kind of like, fine, I'll bring my little brother with me. You know, yeah. one of those situations. And there was talk of that for the UCF USF situation, but there was no board like there is in Arizona that like controlled both. It was, it would have had to just been agreed upon. Mm-hmm. And it's like, look, big 12 picked us. They didn't pick you. And we're not in a position to lobby for you because you've won three, you've won one FCS FBS game in the past three years. Like we can't, we can't say that, but I hear you too on the basketball, like UCF will be competitive in football and baseball and softball and everything else. We've struggled in basketball anyway. And to move to the best basketball conference in the country, it's going to be rough. Like I, I make no bones about that. Yeah. Arizona, I could be wrong about this, but it views itself as a basketball school. I think when football does well, it's just an added bonus. It's frosting mm-hmm. on the cake. So because of that, they view it as we're now in the best basketball conference in the country and football's in a place that it can flourish. And you can say that about softball and, and everything else. The one thing to be upset about is the fact that we never got to play in a Rose Bowl. <sighs> yeah. Well, we never, no, we no. never got to play in a Rose Bowl. The way this is going, the Pac-12 is going to dissipate. So there's a very good chance the Big Ten Rose Bowl no, tie might just be. Well, at least this year, it's for the next year, two no. years, it's going to be a playoff game. Okay, but so I, your your chances are not gone completely. Might be harder to do, but there's a very good chance that when it's not a playoff game, it'll become a Big Ten Big Twelve thing. But we don't know that for sure, of course. Mm-hmm. Any uh, any closing thoughts before we get out of here? Um. I I do not. I mean, I I'm excited for what the season is going to bring. I'm excited about uh football a, as it is. You know, hopefully that doesn't change once um once there's a situation where um if if my team doesn't do well, but I usually will watch the train wreck if if it's if it's continuing to go down the tracks. But I, I, I'm excited to see how these players do. I'm, I'm excited to see how the Eagles uh, rebound uh, after losing that Super Bowl. I agree. And I, you know, I'm someone that, you know, I want to see Jalen Hurts, like I said in, in the first couple minutes. Like, I, want, I need to see 80% of what he did last year to prove it wasn't a fluke. I think that's where the goal should be. He's extremely motivated. We've all seen that picture that his phone background is him walking off the field at the Super Bowl and all that Kind of corny, cheesy stuff that Jalen Hurts is into, of course. Um, but overall, you know, it's going to be an exciting season. We're two, three weeks from – like two weeks from college football. We're three from uh, three from, from NFL and everything. And not only is football back, but the podcast is back now. So tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, we're back. We're going to have Nick Rice on here next week. Thank you guys for listening. It's good to be back, and we'll see you next time.
Thanks, guys.